Let me pull out my um, confidential notes from the Spurs <laughs> so I can tell the entire world how it's done. Welcome back to another episode of the Game of Life podcast here in sunny Los Angeles. Emphasis heavily on sunny. We have for you this week episode two with Landry Fields. Just so you know, episode one was one of the highest downloaded episodes in the Game of Life history. And that's all credit to one of the most genuine, motivational, and overall interesting people you will ever meet, Mr. Landry Fields. And of course, a big time thank you to all you Game of Lifers out there for supporting every single week. Couldn't do it without you. And wouldn't want to do it without you. Talking to myself, yeah, would probably get pretty boring pretty fast. So if you didn't hear episode one, here's what you got to do. Drop everything that you are doing currently at this moment and download the first half of the Landry Fields Game of Life podcast. Trust me, you need to. It's like watching like the third or fourth movie in a series without watching one or two. You just, I mean, you just don't do it. Same thing here. Download episode one before you pop into episode two. But to refresh you on Landry, he's a Stanford grad. Former NBA star, one of the best shooters of all time, in my opinion, and now an upcoming on the rise front office scout for the San Antonio Spurs. Not to mention, he has one of the most intriguing life journey stories of all time. So you'll have to listen to episode one to catch up on all that. But episode two, yeah, it's absolutely jam packed with all kinds of goodness. Landry's daily routine when he was in the NBA, the secrets behind why the Spurs are the best culture in sports, the one piece of advice that stuck with Landry to help him become who he is today and find his motivation in a rapid fire round that will have you cracking up. Maybe his next career move should be stand-up comedy. I think he should get out of basketball in general and just be a comedian. I'll run it by him next time I see him. But at the core, and most importantly, is the person that Landry is. Puts his relationship with Christ before everything. All that he does is driven by his trust in God and his, his faith and his belief in Christ. And he's getting my vote for Dad of the Year with his two little ones that he's raising. So buckle up for a wild ride with round two, Landry Fields. Here we go. Let's just talk about the transition from plane to front office. What challenges have you had? And what do you think has really helped you uh, thrive in the in the Spurs organization? Oof. It's a lot there. I know, <laughs> I know. I pack them a lot. What's, no, I'll break it down. I'll break it down into simple Stanford education terms. Transition. Got a young Anderson Cooper over here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Already getting gray hairs on my birthday coming tomorrow. Oh, man, yeah. seriously, seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the transition from playing to the front office, um, it, it, it was a gift. Like, I once, like a couple weeks after, I was like officially like, okay, I'm, I'm done playing. Yeah. What am I going to do next? Um, the Spurs called, and that, that came about through a relationship I have with Aaron Gray, who's uh, assistant coach with Detroit. And uh, his relationship with our current assistant GM, Brian Wright. Um, and so that's how that ultimately came to awesome. be. And so I'm very thankful for, for those guys uh, and the opportunity and the spurs that, they've, that they have given me right now. I mean, to learn from what I believe to be one of the best franchises of all time, oh, sustaining yeah. period of all time. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's humbling because you're around a lot of people that are just so much smarter than you. Oh, my goodness. Like, 
even guys that are just that are just the whole staff. I'm like, I'm like, man, I am just am I really meant to be here? Like, yeah. like I thought I went to Stanford. I'm like, I'm not that smart. <laughs> These guys are so smart. But, you know, through that experience, um, from what I can bring with my background, uh, it's definitely a little different. Um, the ability to see players uh, and to have gone through that, um, with, especially with college guys, is, is something I could pick up on. Uh, knowing the season, knowing what it's like to deal with academics and your schoolwork, as well as, uh, you know, balancing a, a basketball uh, career, I guess, in, in college is uh, has its difficulties, but, you know, it also has a good things that, that come with it. And so mm-hmm. um, as I'm looking at players and I'm looking at the context of the system that they're in, the context of the, what kind of university they're at, just the environment, and even as we do Intel guys, you know, it's something yep. that you have to factor in. So um, I think that it just brings a unique experience and, and a, just a different set of eyes to – uh, what the Spurs have already had in place, and it's already a, a really great thing. So, why why is the Spurs such a great culture? Why does everybody try to emulate the Spurs, <laughs> but nobody can do it? It's just like literally, they like, all right, we're going to be Spurs basketball, Spurs organization, but only the Spurs can be the Spurs. Let me pull out my um, confidential notes from the Spurs <laughs> so I can tell the entire world. How it's done. No, I no, tried, no. audience. I tried. I tried to get the secrets, but there, there are, you know, there's perce- there's a perception of the Spurs from the outside. And this is a perception I picked up on. I think everybody picks up on it. Um, yeah, you mentioned the word culture. There's definitely a culture piece to it. Yeah. But being inside, you you see how it all fits together. You see, you know, what what kind of, you know, guys that they've hired and um you know, guys that have been around for a long time. Um, you know, I, yeah. it's it's something that it's it would even if I knew the exact answer to it, it would be hard to explain. Um, if you if you're not there, you see it. Like I right. can see it, but like to put it into words, like it just it right. kind of works together. And uh, so that's you can't pick up from the outside what's happening internally with the Spurs. That's something that if you're in the inside you know, you got, then, you know, and I think that's why a lot of people try and hire out, but the Spurs and you see just exactly. the fingerprint that the Spurs have on the NBA with different GMs and coaches and whatnot, because yeah, I think that true. And it's something I picked up on before I even worked with them, that there's something there um, that I guess guys are doing the right way, you know, but being yeah. around those guys, there's some, there's, there's a, a level of humility that everybody has. Like, yeah. you know, it's, that nobody thinks of themselves better than anybody else. They just got just got guys that were working really hard at what they do. They're passionate about what they do, and that's you know that's not a secret to anything. You know, I think it's just that's a simple way. If you want to you want to do well at something, you got to be passionate about mm-hmm. it. You got to work hard at it. Like mm-hmm. boom, like just keep it like keep it simple. It is, and every and everybody functioning together with the same common goal. So that's. Yeah, it's, it exactly. sounds it sounds easy, but I know it's a lot harder than it is than it is for NBA teams with the egos and everything. And yeah, that's why I mean you've you've heard like you you are the five people that you hang out with. So I literally only have friends, <laughs> only talk to people that have Spurs ties. Like that's that's all I do. That's a rule of mine. That's <laughs> smart. You know, that's definitely fulfilling the mission of Jesus and only hanging out with like good people instead <laughs> yes. of like the brokenhearted and the marginalized and the oppressed. You're doing really well, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all, that's all. That's all I do. I can't say the same of 
if they're hanging out with me, if they're getting any better, but I'm getting better. All right. Welcome back to the Game of Life podcast. We've got Jeremy Lin on. Jeremy, what's going on? The two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. He's like the eye of the hurricane because in the middle of the hurricane, it's really calm. And so Michael never tried to stop all the madness around him. What he learned was he just got calm in the middle of it. Stealing that pass at Staples, I was like, dude. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Give Kobe a little glance after that. What's up? Uh, You want to be that person that when they walk into a room, that people are happy to see you. Talk to me about working with Ronaldo. You helped coach Ronaldo to become a great sleeper. A human test tube. Thank you, man. I, I, I think that's like one notch up from being a human guinea pig. They'll take it. In a good uh, way. And I just pray, man. Like, I just pray and I just thank God for, for everything. The moment you realized, man, I'm in the NBA. Oh, man, that was from day one. That was the, the, the day I got drafted when I heard my name being called. Buckle up. The Game of Life podcast coming at you, where we bring to you the behind-the-scenes lives of NBA players, business-savvy entrepreneurs, and top-level performers in all fields of personal development. The podcast that helps you become the best version of you. All right, man, let's have a little fun with this. Let's throw you on the rapid-fire hot seat before we get off here. Let's do it. You can answer these questions, whatever comes to your mind. I mean, if you say something that messes up, I will play this in front of all the audience. I'm not cutting anything, so that's on you. Raw and uncut. Raw and uncut. All right. Routines as a player. Give us a day in the life game day. What Did you have any superstitions? Did you have any routines that you did on game day? Ah, I didn't have many superstitions. I'd wake up in the morning, get breakfast, shoot around. I'd come back. I would nap at times. For some reason, I just always was a napper. Um, And then you just go to the games, and you have 82 of these things, not counting preseason or playoffs. And so you start – you just – you develop a routine. And for some guys, it becomes superstitious because we love comfort. (laughs) And so when things are out of sorts, we're we're out of sorts. So – I'm not superstitious in the way of like I got to do the same exact same thing, but there is a comfort level and a feel that you get from doing some of the same things. Nice, nice. Okay, how about this? Best food game in the NBA. I know who I'm saying. Like after game food. Oh my goodness! Stand out to you? Anyone? Bah, we've had some good ones. I hear you know what? Are some good ones. We, but so in Brooklyn they have these these these. Uh, Chicken wings that were like top notch. Oh, um, whenever we were in Atlanta, for some reason, we always had Chick Fil A. Yep, yeah, and Philly, you, you know, get the cheesesteaks. Yeah, Philly, you get the cheesesteaks. Like, I got to shout out Lou Williams because he would buy for everybody whenever we went to Atlanta. Nice. So, like, that w- that was great for him and us. Um, <laughs> man, there's there's a lot. I think there's Dallas and their barbecue. They really. Oh, Dallas. I forgot about yeah, Dallas. And their they came hard yeah. barbecue. Oh, they did. Okay, what about hotel? Best hotel because the hotel game is just stupid in the NBA. The the hotel game, I got a sneaky one. Game in the NBA is strong. Like it is super strong. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if there's like a rule. You got to say it a five star in the best hotel. Four or five star in the CBA. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the St. Regis in San Francisco was great. We would stay at the Montage in LA. Yep. Um, the Four Seasons in Miami was great. Yep. New York. 
<laughs> we'd stay at the Trump, but I mean, like, this is, before, I don't know, no matter your political affiliation, I'm not yeah, saying yeah, anything, yeah. but yeah. it was just, good it's funny, but I thought that was a great hotel. Like, I can't knock it's a good hotel. It was yeah. It was fantastic. It's, sure. you know, like you walk in and they have whatever's pumping in the air. It's like, it smells ah. amazing in here. It just, yeah. it just smells like happiness, you know? <laughs> like, I'm like, man, this, is, this is it. I made it. <laughs> That's actually what I'm diffusing right now in my room right now. Happiness aroma. Happiness. Yeah. yeah. Straight from well, the Trump. Yeah. Straight from the Trump catalog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's a sneaky one. Here is the best one, I think. What about the one in Salt Lake City? That lodge where the oh, room's yeah. like, like super big. You remember no, that, that one? Yeah. I, you know what? It's a nice one, but the room is too big it's to where like big, yeah. you got to check the closets before you go to sleep. You're like, man, if anybody is in here, I would not hear them because they're like yeah. 10,000 square feet away from me. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I know what you're saying because it was, it was a unique hotel. It's not one of the chains like a Ritz-Carlton yeah. Four Seasons. But it definitely – I was like it's, I'm like, it's too big for me, you know. I'm not, maybe I'm just a chicken. So soft. So soft. <laughs> hey, see how high maintenance we are only hanging out with cool, high achieving people and staying at these hotels. We're just, Hey, I know the fine don't. life. Forget these mission trips in Indianapolis. <laughs> we're so awesome. We don't need to do <laughs> we're so, and humble. I know. You're completely humble. There's not an ounce <laughs> of pride in me. <laughs> uh, quick break in the podcast to talk to you about our sponsor for the week. And we are all about learning and growing every single day here on the Game of Life podcast. So, of course, our sponsor this week is Audible. Check out www.audibletrial.com backslash Game of Life to get your free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial to get all the books that you want to listen on. Like, I love reading books, but what I love more than reading books is listening to books because I'm not a fast reader, but pop it in, driving, walking, working out, just get your learning on. And the book this week I'm recommending is Rare Leadership by Marcus Warner and Jim Wilder. Rare Leadership shows you how to take your leadership and team to the next level. Perfect for the Spurs culture, right? They probably all read it going to help you develop the four habits of rare leaders promote strong group identity keep relationships bigger than problems growing your relationships increase productivity through trust joy and engagement yeah i would check that out for sure and you can do so for 30 days free and a free audio download at audibletrial.com backslash game of life check it out All right, back to this second half of the podcast and some more entertaining rapid fire with Landry Fields coming at you. All right, if you weren't a basketball player, what would you be doing not counting skateboarding? Great question. Okay, skateboarding was my first answer, but my dark horse answer is a DJ. Nice. DJ that is not just any DJ, like a club. Like I, I wanted to see what it feels like to play at a festival with like 100,000 people in front of you, all just going nuts to your music that you produced. To me, that seems kind of exhilarating. The lifestyle, I don't know. It'd be a little tough because they just fly everywhere, and I can only imagine what else goes down with that stuff. So um, yeah. I was pulled. I was saved out of that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, you gotta, you gotta be careful with that. You know, you don't want to bring an alcoholic to a bar. You know, so <laughs> you just so, got to know the context of who you are. Exactly. And if, if being you know, a DJ is, yeah, right. Is yeah. what you'd be doing. So what's your DJ name? I know you had to have a DJ name. You, you've, you've envisioned this <laughs> all out. Name. 
man, I don't, I don't even, I haven't had that kind of vision. So like, it's like a surface level vision, gotcha. nothing like where I just harp and daydreaming about it. I daydream right. about it. It's just like, ah, yeah, you're just scratching, cool. you're just scratching records with the kids at the house. Making yeah, no, exactly. I feel you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you can envision yourself, all you got to do to be a DJ really, I think is just put on some headphones, have your Mac computer and literally just like click on iTunes songs. And I think that's all you really got to do. There, I have a cool yes, name. There are some DJs out there that just go up there and push play, and they can definitely put on a good acting show. But there are some DJs that are just legit. Okay. Like, it's pretty impressive. I got gotcha. you. All right, I'll take your word for it. Skateboarding in the day, DJing at night. I like it. Okay, here's my favorite question of all time: If you could invite three guests, dead or alive, to a dinner table, who's coming, and what are you cooking? Oh my goodness gracious! Yes, mm-hmm. I told you I bring the tough ones, man. This is uh, this will tell me a lot about you. Like <laughs> I feel like I know you well, but like this could change everything. Judge me on this question alone. Uh, I will. Um, oh, I three three human beings that I would bring to the table. Um, you can go two. I'll sit on. Uh, I'll come in regardless. I gosh, I would bring. So I, who would I bring? There's a lot of people I want to meet. Like, okay, I would. Oh, I got one. So I would bring C.S. Lewis. Yeah, nice. His mind is just insane. I'm like, dude, like, let's just let's just talk like for an hour before these other two arrive. <laughs> so I'd bring him. Forward, and oh. then um, I would bring. Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, uh, you can oh, have, you can I have would, more than three. I, I'll let this dinner party go because since no, we're gonna have a buffet, <laughs> it's gonna be a buffet from the Bellagio too. I'm having a hard enough time with three here. So we okay, got C.S. Lewis. I bring John Wooden. Yeah. Um, I've had a chance to speak with him personally when when he was alive. But where I'm did he, co- where did he coach at? Just for the audience to know, where did he coach at? Well, he should have coached at Stanford, but it was but he UCLA. Was, oh, okay. All right, just checking UCLA. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, it's the wrong wrong color. <laughs> uh, and, and finally, uh, for my my last guess, I would bring. Um, ooh, let's get some let's get some music in there. Like I would bring a like a um, which Michael Jackson am I going to bring? Oh, you got different uh, versions of. <laughs> gonna bring like the i'm gonna bring the michael jackson i'm gonna bring the uh thriller michael jackson oh good choice that's the one i'm gonna bring um just to add a little bit of entertainment to this whole party because i got kind of some older guys like for the wisdom now it's like let's let's bring michael in and i don't think i'm cooking man i'm not a good cook my wife is a phenomenal cook um so we're just gonna order domino They got like the five 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 deal. Everybody can keep their own personal pizza. <laughs> That's too funny. What do we do? All right, let's say let's say you don't have to cook it. It's brought in. What is what? What are you bringing in? This is also like your death. You're on death row. Is your oh, last meal? What are you man. having? Oh man, the amount of good food I've had on this one. <laughs> I know. Uh, man, I've I had know. Some phenomenal food. 
Oh, okay. So there is a place. Um, Which you still need to come up and get sushi, by the way. I mean, it's, I know, wait, I it's calling your name. I know. I do. I do. You're right. That is on. That, yeah, we, at least we got the podcast. You know, done. we got this one. We got to get yeah. sushi done. Exactly. Um, so I would, I would actually bring in, there's this place in Orange County. It's called Taco Maria. It's a little small place. And they just specialize in like five different tacos. And they are incredible. So <laughs> that is the current flavor that I, that okay. I have right now. Now, but there's like a it. lot. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. The five 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 deal from Domino's with Taco Bell. Good. <laughs> yeah. Never had that answer yet, but I like it. So healthy. <laughs> yeah. All right. To wrap it up, man. What would you tell a kid that is in your shoes when he was younger? Someone who aspires to play in the NBA. Someone who aspires to um, just basically follow their dreams or their passion. And keeping Christ first in doing so as they're going to go through a lot of adversities and challenges throughout their life. But what would be some parting advice that you would give a kid that looks up to you? Mm. I'm assuming there's some out there. I mean, maybe. I yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest thing that I would tell them, first and foremost, is I would tell them, you have dreams and you have aspirations. God loves you. Whether you achieve those dreams and aspirations, God still loves you. And I think that if we're not rooted with a foundation of a strong, just anchor, um, Mm -hmm. rooted in God's love, it can just spiral out of control. Uh, So in Western civilization, specifically here in the American dream context, we are Mm -hmm. taught to just pursue, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. And I think think that that is uh, 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 just just it's just a false ideology and um, it brings a lot of people to just you know depression and, and just you know wondering am I good enough yada 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 and for kids these days it's just like you gotta be like no God has blessed you with certain like you're unique you're gifted in certain ways and the way you worship him is simply by just enjoying and using those gifts and like awesome. you don't have to achieve a million different things of course you want to honor god by working hard at something and um and, and ultimately utilizing those gifts but at the same time the ultimate goal is not for you to achieve 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 it's simply just glorifying god by being who he created you to be and um for a lot of people even not even just kids but for a lot of people, they need to hear that. And I think that that is freeing. I know it was Definitely. freeing for me. Yeah. And it's something that I have to consistently remind myself when I get on my like ambition train. I'm like, okay, what am I doing next? What am I doing next? It's like, okay, like, cool, relax. It's great to have goals in life. And yeah, you want to pursue them with with uh, with all your heart and, 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 and strive for them. But that can't be the, uh, the ultimate deciding factor of who you are. So... Man. For kids that are listening to that, you That's are loved. Awesome. Whether you do well or whether you don't do well, of course, God and His love disciplines as any good parent does. As I do with my child, I'm like, dude, like you're acting insane today, but I still love you. My love for you is unconditional; it has nothing to do with your behavior. But I still have to address that behavior because I care about the man you're becoming, and I just, you know, there's a certain yeah. way that this this thing goes. So. That's what I would tell them. Yeah, that's probably the best answer I've ever heard on that question. Seriously. <laughs> oh, 
Dude, <laughs> you, you Mr. I'm, nurse. I'm glad we went over that one, too. I mean, we might not have went over the three dinner party one, but no, you're so right, man. Having that peace and just knowing that it's not all on them. And yeah. Christ has the plan. Christ has you in his hands every step of the way is just the mm-hmm. most freeing feeling there is. It's awesome, yeah. man. You know, yeah, it's just, it's logical. Cause you're, you're, you don't get to take that stuff with you. Like you're going to pass yeah. at some point anyway, you exactly. know, and you can stand there in front of God and it's just like, it's just going to be his love for you. Like, he's going to be like, dude, you don't, you don't have all those achievements here. So dude, there you go. Big time, man. Thank you for coming on this podcast. That was literally the most fun podcast I've had. Seriously. <laughs> it was, was fun, man. I, that was I a lot enjoyed of, that. I mean, I threw Thank a lot you. of things your way. Like I, I, I dropped things all over the place, bad connections sometimes, asking you long-winded <laughs> questions, and you still overcame all that adversity. Impressive. Impressive. Dude, you're doing a, you're doing a great job, whether it is a good podcast, <laughs> a podcast, or a terrible one. <laughs> Thanks, man. Glad you gave a great interview, so thank no. you. <laughs> Thank you. We'll link to everything in the show notes and I'll tell more about your background. Well, I'll see you. Uh, yeah, see you Saturday. I'll see, I'll see, you, yeah, I'll see you Saturday, man. And I will get there early and traffic will not get a hold of me. <laughs> hey, do you want, if you come early, I mean, how early can you get there? What's your plan Saturday? It's, you want to go grab some to eat? I think it's at seven, I think. I'll check. Yeah, I got to look too. I, well, I'll let you know because yeah. I got this whole family thing going on. I know. I know. Gosh, they're always getting in the way of everything. Whatever. Like, Send them away to the in-laws. No, I hear you. <laughs> Big time thank you to Landry Fields for coming on the podcast. This is episode two here. If you haven't listened to episode one and you just decided to listen to two before one, go back and check out one. I guarantee you will like it. I'm beyond blessed to have Landry as a good close friend and a brother in Christ and just super excited that all of you now know Landry and know his story and know what he's living for. And it was really cool when I was talking to him last week after the first episode of the podcast and we were talking about discussing it and he said, quote, if it gets one person a step closer to Jesus, then man, it's all worth it. How cool is that? Coming from a Stanford grad, NBA star, is going to be a big-time front office or coach in the NBA, and he's living for Christ. He's not living for his own personal gain. He's living for others. He's being a servant to others. Thank you, Landry Fields, for gracing us with your presence here on the Game of Life podcast. You know you are welcome here anytime on this with us. And in your stand-up comedian career to come next, we'll get you on for that, too. Thank you all, Game of Lifers, just for supporting, being an awesome family to grow this podcast with. Let's keep growing, learning together. Shoot me over any questions. Shoot me over anything that you want to learn on or anybody that you would recommend me reach out to to have on this podcast. Let's keep learning. Let's keep growing together. And if you can, go to iTunes and leave that five-star review. That really helps out. Gets us some more sponsors for the podcast. That's your homework for this week. Five-star review and... And tell somebody, tell a friend, tell a grandma, aunt, uncle, whoever it might be, download the Game of Life podcast. And just so you all know, the athlete of the future is here. Finally, it's out. If you check out dnabasketball.com, you can be one of the first to join the yearly team of how we're going to grow everybody mind body, spirit, just growing and learning every single day together as the best athletes in the world do. You can do it. doesn't matter if you're an athlete. doesn't matter who you are. You can do it. Check out dnabasketball.com. Super cool. I'm pumped about it. I'm juiced up about it, as you can see. So check that out, and let's all together become the best versions of ourselves that we can be. 
As that's what I, that's what my goal is to help you become the best version of you that you can be. Hope you all have an awesome, blessed week, and check out next week's Game of Life episode. Just a little teaser for you coming up. We have one of the most insightful NBA minds there is, who gets all the news before anybody else coming. A few more NBA players lined up, one of the best storytellers in the history of storytellers as it is, and many, many more. And I'll also have a question and answer coming up, and what I have learned on from doing this podcast as well. Lot more game of life coming at you. But remember, life's a journey. Enjoy it. David Nurse, Game of Life, signing off.